As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hello and welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. This is your hostess, Tamara Hill, and it's a great time and opportunity to talk to you. Always happy to know that you're making time to listen to some great promises from God about your finances. So today is one that really is full of promises, lots of great scripture, and I call this topic Big Dreams for an Even Bigger God. And I think this is wonderful because God has given us the ability to dream, but and we do it when we're little kids, but then when we get to be adults, due to disappointments or just you've seen so many things in life, you just stop doing it. But today I want you to put, get back to that place of dreaming because that is a God-given ability that we all have. And so we're, we'll take time to go through this and talk about it with the scriptures. And in particular, we're believing God for big dreams about your finances. Now, before you get nervous, because I know that when I have taught this concept in classes, sometimes people think, oh, no, we should not be dreaming, (laughs) having financial dreams. That's a prosperity gospel. That's wrong. And so I want to address those topics through this conversation because it is perfectly acceptable for you to believe God for something more in your life and every aspect of your life, including your finances. And so, as I mentioned, everything that we're talking about is backed in the scriptures. I'll share them with you. And I would love to get your thoughts. So with that said, before we dive into it, remember, I invite you to check me out on my website, myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F dot net. And on there, you'll see lots of resources, including information about what we're talking about now. Big dreams for an even bigger God. And you can also email me. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know, have you experienced sharing a dream with the Lord and then having the pleasure of having that come to pass? I mean, that's wonderful. And I think that God, he wants us to stretch our faith because when we put out our faith, you know, it gives him the opportunity to do what only he can do. And then when he does that, you not only receive that blessing, but you receive a testimony. And you know what? The Bible says in the end times that We're going to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So a testimony is so precious. So I want to encourage you to put your faith out there so that you can have one in this area. So our scripture from today is from Habakkuk 2, chapter 2, verses 2 through 3. And as you know, this is a scripture that we love because this is where God says to write down the vision. I'm going to tell you exactly what it says. God says, write down the vision. Make it plainly. Make it plain upon tablets. And it goes further to talk about the vision tarrying, but it won't tarry. And so sometimes we look at that and think, well, if the vision is tarrying, but is saying that it won't tarry, what does that mean? Well, essentially that just means that the vision will happen at an appointed time. And even if you're in a situation right now where you're waiting on a financial change, it may seem like, I mean, tarry is an old word, but that's another way of saying it's taken forever. <laughs> and it may feel like I'm, it's taken forever for this change to come into play. But 
that scripture lets us know that at the appointed time, God is going to make this this change. And so he encourages us to write down the vision, to stay encouraged, to keep putting our faith in him. So let's go back to our topic today, which is about big dreams for an even bigger God. And so I, I want to talk about this. So when we talk about dreaming, I want you to think of it in a different way. When you're dreaming, you are essentially releasing your faith. And I think it's important to say that because sometimes people feel like, oh, we're being too lofty. We're talking about dreams. You know, we have better things to focus on. We can't sit around here daydreaming. But when you're dreaming and you're writing down that vision, like we talked about in Habakkuk, you are actively releasing your faith. And that's very powerful. And so the first concept with big dreams for an even bigger God is the first thing is we want to understand that it's perfectly acceptable to ask and believe God for big requests. Yes, it is. So let me prove that to you through the scripture. So if you look in the Old Testament and in Second Kings chapter 20, verses 2 through 6, this is where we see uh, King Hezekiah, where he's basically told by the prophet that his life is about to end. And so King Hezekiah did not want to die. So he prayed and asked God, please give me 15 more years. And I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially he asked God to live longer. He didn't ask for 15 years, excuse me. He, he prayed to live longer. And he said, I've, I've served, I've done this and that. And do you know what? God gave him an extra 15 years. That's amazing. To me, that's a huge ask that God has already said, you know, this is your end time. But because he pleaded with the Lord, God gave him more time. The second area where we see big request answers is with the prayer of Jabez. In First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 10, Jabez was described as being an honorable man. But because his mom had a difficult pregnancy with him, she named him Jabez, which means I give birth to him in pain. Wow, what a name to carry with you. And, and his mom, you know, she was just going through a difficult time. But he did not want to be known as that. He asked God to bless him indeed, and the Lord did. So that's another big prayer answered. Basically, he overrode his name. He overrode his history. And then um, the prophet Elijah, he asked and prayed for the rain to stop and start, and God honored this. We see this recapped in James chapter 5, verses 17 through 18. We also see Elisha, who was Elijah's protege, he prayed to be invisible, and then he prayed to be visible again because he was trying to deceive himself from an enemy troops, and God answered that prayer. I mean, that's a pretty big prayer to me. And then, of course, I love this in the New Testament. We see a man who was um, asking God if he was willing to heal him, Matthew 8, 1 through 3. And, and, of course, the Lord said, yes, I'm willing to heal you. That took a lot of faith. So, you know, you, we've heard so much about Jesus and this person out of everybody was willing to ask, well, are you willing to heal me? And he said, yes. And then one of my favorites that really ties the finances is with Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah. And if you read those uh, first six chapters, especially the first one, but the first six, you'll see how Nehemiah had such great faith and boldness to ask God to rebuild the temple. And not only did he rebuild the temple, he did it in a record amount of time, only 52 days. I mean, who can think about a house takes more than 52 days to build. He rebuilt this entire temple. And the other thing with Nehemiah is that he had the boldness and favor to ask his boss for time off. His boss gave him resources to rebuild this temple. 
He gave him protection so he wouldn't be attacked while he was doing it. And so all of this came from him asking. I mean, one day his boss didn't come and say, let me give you everything you need. He had to go in faith first before God to make this big request. And then he had to take the step of faith to ask his supervisor. And the rest of the story is beautiful. So these are several examples throughout the Bible that shows that it is perfectly fine to ask for something big. So we talked about the next point, which is, of course, to write it down. And there is something powerful when you write things down. I have talked about this um, many times, and I'll say it again. I learned this as a little girl with writing things down that they would come to pass. In this case, I wanted to win some concert tickets, and I remember having to write them down. And there was a radio program um, that, that said that if you write down these ticket seats, you'll win. And so I won because I was writing down these tickets. And then on the day when they said to call in, share your, your dream ticket number. Well, I had written down several combinations and I called and picked one of my combinations and I won these tickets. So that kind of ingrained in me, even as a little kid, not even thinking about the Bible aspect, the biblical part, just knowing that when you write things down, there's something powerful. It just kind of anchors it in your spirit and you can act on that. When you get tired, you can look back on it. And I want you to do that, particularly when you think about your dreams, specifically your financial dreams. And then the next thing I want you to do after you have the faith to believe that it's okay for me to believe big, you've written your vision down, I'd like you to place it before the Lord and ask him for guidance according to his will, his plans, and his purpose. You know what? That sounds easy, but that, that can be the hard part <laughs> because um, that last part, according to his will, his plans, his purpose. And I say sometimes that's the hard part because I think we all have an idea of what we want in life, whether we're dreaming about something changing in our finances, whether it's our personal circumstances, our relationships, our careers, our friendships, and we have an idea of what that should look like. The hard part to me is to ask that these things happen according to his will, his plans, and his purpose, because that can look completely different from what you had in mind. And so that's why we're going to pray and put these things before him. And so I think remembering that fact is a good thing when you're thinking about dreaming. If you feel like, oh, I'm pressing the limits here, you don't have to worry about that. God will let you know. <laughs> But I feel like more often than God ever telling anybody that you're asking for too much, I feel that we don't ask him for enough. He wants to see our faith. And so I want to encourage you in this and to have fun. So if you're listening to me just now, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances. And we are talking about big dreams for an even bigger God. And we're talking about this today because we've talked about several several factors with transforming your finances. We've talked about several biblical principles. We've talked about practical tips. We've talked about current events. But how do you really take all this in and just say, how do I put my own faith out there to see if God will do these things for me too, if he'll bless me in the ways that we've talked about on this show? And I believe he will. I really do believe that. So let's talk about some things that could interrupt us from dreaming. So I said that some people are hesitant to dream. So I just want to go through some of the common things that I have heard or experienced in my coaching practice, and I'm going to share the antidote. And of course, the antidote is the word of God. So let's go through these dream barriers. The first dream barrier 
and when I say dream barrier, something that can stop you from dreaming is fear of disappointment. How many can relate to that? So if you're afraid of dis being disappointed, you may not even want to try to dream because it's like, well, I don't want to be hurt again. So I'll just kind of stay safe. But Isaiah 49 verse 23 says, those who hope in me will not be disappointed. And I think that that's important because we balance this with what we have in mind and what God has in mind sometimes can be different. But the fact that we can stand on this word, those who hope in me will not be disappointed. I think that the more we lean into that promise, the less disappointed we will be, if that makes sense. The next dream barrier is sin, that ugly three-letter word, S-I-N. <laughs> and so I, I want to talk to you about this, not in a way like you may think. I'm not saying you sin, so you can't dream. Not at all. The issue is that when we sin, sometimes we feel unworthy or embarrassed to try to believe God. Like, why would God bless me and fulfill my dreams? Look at what I'm doing over here. Look at what I did 10 years ago. Well, let's talk about the antidote for those concerns. The first one is in John 1, 9, and it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to remove our sins. Thank God. And then also, even back in the Old Testament, Psalm 103, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, he has forgiven our sins. Well, when does the east become the west? We don't know. So we're just saying that God has a big expansion for forgiveness and not remembering it. He's not keeping a detailed account of everything. So I just say that because if you have sin in your life, I'm not endorsing sin. Um, sin, nobody talks about it like that much anymore, but it's not a good thing. You know, if you get tied up doing the wrong things that hurt you, hurt other people, it, there's nothing good that's going to come out of that. So if you're struggling with something in your life, share that with God. Ask him to come into that situation, but don't let that stop you from even going to him because as long as we're hiding our faces, we can't get the help we need. And I you know, I know from experience, I, I've had some times in my life where I was not doing everything that I could do <laughs> at that moment. And I felt like I probably shouldn't be doing these things but you know what? I still went to God and he still met me where I was. He still helped me when I needed it. So I just really encourage anyone who's struggling with anything. God is our heavenly father. He's full of mercy. He's full of grace. And if you're struggling with a sin, he already knows it anyway. So I would just share that with him and still believe him. So what does that look like? Lord, I'm really struggling in this area of my life, but I, I'm trying to do better. And I'm also trying to grow in my finances. I know it's not your will for me to be struggling in any of these areas. Will you please have mercy on me? That's as simple of a prayer as it can be to make a difference. So don't let sin be a barrier. Let sin encourage you to run to God and not, a fr and not from God. Amen. So the next um, dream barrier is unbelief. And this is, you know, there's no way in the world this can happen to me, <laughs> that type of mindset. So this, if we look at the antidote in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, it says, if you have the faith, the size of a mustard seed. Wow. Well, the mustard seed is very small, but even that is enough. According to Jesus, he says, he continues and says that we can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. So that's a big deal. Just a little bit of faith matters to God. And then look at this with unbelief. Hebrews eleven six. 6. 
And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So this whole issue of unbelief is a big deal. You don't want to live with unbelief, and you certainly don't want to let unbelief stop you from believing God for your dreams. And so our next dream barrier is doubt. This is from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. This is a very uh, familiar passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. So doubt, how is doubt a dream barrier? Well, unbelief was there's no way this is going to happen. Whereas doubt is this might could happen, but how do I know God's going to do it for me? <laughs> so I say that rather than rationalize with ourselves, let's lean into the scripture like we just talked about in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. And I'm an honest person about this. I've been walking with the Lord a long time. It's not always easy to do that. But if we don't do it, we're putting our faith in the negative. So I'd rather just be honest and just say, Lord, help me to trust you. Help me to do what you're saying here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Don't let doubt stop you from believing God for your dreams. So if you're just now tuning in, this is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances. And we're talking about believing God for your dreams, specifically financial dreams. And so I want you to just really have an open mind and, and think about what would that look like for you? Are you dreaming about something um, bigger than yourself? That's really powerful. Are you thinking of how can I leave a legacy for my children? Are you dreaming about someday being a homeowner? Are you dreaming about someday not only being a homeowner, but being a debt-free homeowner? Are you dreaming of helping um, missionaries, doing something, some phenomenal work, funding some phenomenal work overseas? You know, these are big dreams. These are powerful. And you may think, well, how could I do something like that? You know, I'm barely making it myself. But with God, all things are possible. And so we definitely want to dream and believe because anything is possible with him. He says that throughout his word. So let's get back to the discussion about our dreams. We talked about dream barriers, but now let's talk about dream foundations, meaning what are those things that really make these dreams get ignited, that really helps stir up our faith and helps get us believing God in the right direction? So the first dream foundation, I just kind of alluded to it, is faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Well, it says it there, the foundation of everything is faith. We talked earlier that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So a dream foundation begins with faith. And remember at the top of the program, I said that when you're dreaming, you're actively releasing your faith. And I think this is so important because we talk about faith all the time, but the Bible says that our faith is more precious than gold. I'm going to say that again. Our faith is more precious than gold. Well, I think, you know, the Bible does not make any random slogans or random sayings. That's important because we always think about value in terms of money. But our faith, something that's intangible, is more worthy than what is tangible, gold. And so we want to keep that in mind. If you have great faith, you're already a millionaire in this sight. Amen? Okay, so the next dream foundation, hope. This is from Hebrews 6.19. Hope is the anchor for the soul. 
you know, when I say that, it just gives me a peace inside. And I'm sincere about that. Hebrews 619, hope is the anchor for the soul. So if you have hope, that is a perfect foundation for believing God for a dream, a financial dream, any dream. But we're talking about finances on lift off your finances. When you have hope, you just there's something in you that won't let that dream die. And so hope is something that we all have the capacity to have. And, you know, the enemy fights us to take it from us. But don't give up your hope. Don't give up your faith because that is a foundation for your dream. Another dream foundation is gratitude. We hear a lot about gratitude now, even from people who aren't thinking about God. It's a popular thing. But when the Bible talks about gratitude, it's very specific. It's not just a cultural trend. So in Psalm 37, 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know what? An easy way to delight yourself in the Lord is to thank him for his goodness. This is gratitude. If you reflect on what God has already done in your life, you will feel a deep sense of thankfulness. And that's why gratitude is a dream foundation. Our next dream foundation is praise. And if we look at Second Chronicles chapter 20, this entire chapter speaks about the power of praise, where King Jehoshaphat defeated an enemy army. And the way he did that was he put the praisers and the worshipers in the front of the army. That sounds like an unusual tactic. But as these people began praising and worshiping God, they defeated that army. You know, when they started shouting and praising, it confused the enemies and they attacked each other. The enemies did, giving Jehoshaphat's army the victory without even having to fight it. We also see in Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 20, that the, the army surrounded the walls of Jericho. They, God's people, they marched around it. They let out a shout of praise and the walls shattered. So this shows us how praise can literally break down walls and barriers. Now, they had a physical wall, but what about a mental wall? What about a spiritual wall? What if it's a mental block? What if it's um, fear and doubt? Some of these other things we talked about as dream barriers. If you start praising, you are really bringing those things down. You're making those, uh, those feelings weaker and weaker. And so when we praise, there really is strength in that. And it sounds so simple, but it is the truth. The next dream foundation, something that is something that you can stand on with your dreams, is tithing and giving. So in Malachi verses 3, 10 through 11, this is where we hear about the tithes and the offering, where God says, bring ye all the tithes to the storehouse, that there might be meat in my house. Prove me in this and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that cannot be contained. And so that is a wonderful promise that we can stand on in our dreams. You know, I thank God that he's merciful to all of us. But if you're a person who's committed to tithing, you're actively engaging that promise that we just read. And wow, you talk about being able to dream, 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 dream. Everybody should dream. But if you are a tither, please don't be hesitant to dream. And then Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10. This says, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats overflowing with new wine. Wow, we've talked about this on Lift Off Your Finances before, about how important it is to honor God with your first fruits of your increase. Again, this is speaking to tithing, giving. And so, again, if you're living a lifestyle of giving, we've had several episodes here on Lift Off Your Finances that talk about the power of giving, whether you're giving from a place of lack or you're giving from a place of sufficiency or abundance. 
giving is a powerful spiritual principle that has so many blessings. And so if this is something that you're living in your life, you're giving your time, you're giving resources, you're sharing with your church, there's a blessing attached to that. And I hope that that would help you hold on to your dreams. So I thank you so much for listening to me today about believing God for your dreams, big God, big dreams for a big God. And you know, I, I can just think of so many big dreams that I have had um, in God, both financially and non-financially, and just have seen him make those changes. I mean, literally some things like I know in a prior job situation, when I was seeking a job, I literally wrote down, like I told you to write down the vision. I wrote some scriptures on a calendar and I wrote down, what am I believing God for? I said, I wanted to have a more flexible work schedule. I wanted a certain pay. I wanted to work in a certain industry. I wanted to work in a certain level of management. I wanted to work with this particular skill set. I mean, real specific. And every day while I was trusting God for this dream to come to pass, I would document my job search activities. And do you know what? In three months' time, I received the job that exceeded all of those things that I had written down in faith. And that's just one example. I could give you plenty. But that example, I'm going to expand on it in, in a few upcoming episodes when I talk about recovering from job loss and doing a career search. So much power there. But I just say that quickly so you know that when you employ these things, get rid of those dream barriers. Bring in those dream foundations. Release your faith to God. Anything is possible. All things are possible. It'll be more exact from the word. So I hope that this does encourage you. And as always, when we have lift off your finances, as we get towards the end, I'd like to say a prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for blessing us with this time together. Thank you, Lord, for inspiring us to trust you with our dreams. Thank you, Lord, that we can put our faith in you for those dreams and trust you that you will navigate those. You'll, you'll make those dreams right. If we're off with what we're asking, God, you'll line us up according to your will and your purpose. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I thank you again for spending time with me today with Lift Off Your Finances. Please remember to check out my website, myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net. You'll see more tips. And I'd also like you to go there to write me. Let me know your thoughts about the program. So thank you again. Have a great afternoon and look forward to talking to you soon. Bye.